Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. Uh, today's date is uh, March 23rd. Uh, I'm just going to be talking about a couple of different things today. Uh, I'm going to hopefully keep it short and sweet. It's going to be uh, about two different societies that you may or may not have ever heard of. Uh, one is the New World Order, and or the NWO, and the other one is the World Economic Forum, or the WEF. So before I get started today, I just wanted to uh, make mention... Um, a couple days ago about our Liberal government and our NDP government um, kind of uh, getting in cahoots with each other and uh, basically creating a coalition to pass bills, laws, if you will, uh, within our house and um, to move forward the agenda of uh, Liberal government, obviously, uh, in Canada. I think this is... Uh, just a, atrocious. I think it's an atrocity to the citizens of this country, uh, the citizens that never voted for the NDP, uh, the ones that supposedly voted for the Liberals, which was about 30%, which is uh, the last uh, election cycle. Um, it's like another grip of power. Uh, just wants to, to, to grasp onto more power uh, as much as he possibly can. Um, my advice to each and every one of you uh, would be to contact your MPs, um, your people that are representing you, and let them know your feelings in regards to what has transpired uh, with these people. Uh, these people are supposed to be looking out for our best interests, not theirs. And in there lies the problem. Most politicians, in my humble opinion, uh, should be out for the citizens, not for themselves. I just want to make that perfectly clear. All right, let's move forward with this episode of The Surge Effect. So the New World Order. Um, what is the definition of the New World Order? Uh, the New World Order, it's a... People think it's a conspiracy theory, uh, a hypothesis, uh, secretly emerging totalitarian world government. Um the common theme in a conspiracy theory about a world, new world order is uh, about a secret of power, about an elite or globalists, um, and they have an agenda, and they uh, are conspiring to basically rule the world through uh, authoritarianism. Uh, the one world government, which will replace sovereign nation states, and an all-encompassing propaganda. Basically, that's it in a nutshell. The author, H.G. Wells, uh, he popularized the phrase uh, of the New World Order uh, of his book titled The New World Order. It was published in 1940. H.G. Wells viewed a single world government as a solution to war. In his opinion, uh, the government should be uh, socialist. He also believed it should be based upon a global system of human rights uh, protections. Uh, over years... Uh, various individuals and political institutions have used the term to encapsulate the idea of a single unifying system of a global governance or new world order. 
If this idea of a new world order is a conspiracy, then why have presidents and heads of states and the G20 summit meetings, why have they been talking about this new world order for decades? This has been going on for decades. And whether or not you are aware of this going on is irrelevant because you're just not paying attention. Um, so Prime Minister Gordon Brown of Great Britain years ago was making the headlines even talking about the New World Order. And here's just a little uh, newspaper clipping. It's New World Order to save the Earth. Okay. And uh, I've thrown together a little compilation of videos of presidents and heads of state. And they're all talking about the New World Order. All right. So check this out. Taken. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. It has gained its trusted, humble beginnings. Testimony of Admiral Poindexter, Lieutenant Colonel North, General Secord, and Mr. Kim. That of a secret government, directed principally by NSC staffers, accountable to not a single elected official, including apparently the president himself. Shadowy government with its own air force, its own navy, its own fundraising mechanism, and the ability to pursue its own ideas of the national interest, free from all checks and balances, and free from the laws. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Bush kept said and it's a phrase that I often use myself that we needed a new world order and instead nothing less than a new world order this is the pledge of the world's most powerful leaders representing 90 percent of the global economy Thursday's G20 summit they say has changed the rules of the game a new world order for the 21st century world order is being shaken like never before a new world order a new consensus as to how life should and could be lived. In this period, when really a new world order can be created, it's a great opportunity. It isn't just a crisis. Putin has now upset this, this balance of the new world order that they were trying to achieve by, by going into Ukraine. And, you know, and I'm, I'm probably the last person that's going to be a, a Putin apologist. I, I, I won't be. All right, similarly, most politicians and globalist figures who have spoken out about the New World Order, they refer to it in a positive light. And here are just a few. Uh, further world progress is now possible only through the search of a, con a conscience of all mankind in movement towards a New World Order. That was Mikhail Gorbachev in 1988. The New World Order can therefore seize the opportunity to fulfill the long-held promise of a New World Order. That was President H.W. Bush, 1991. The New World Order cannot happen without the United States' participation, as we are the single most significant component. Yes, there will be a New World Order, and it will force the United States to change its perception. That's Henry Kissinger, 1994. And the last little um, quote, uh, the New World Order that is in the making must focus on the creation of a world of democracy, peace, and prosperity. That was Nelson Mandela, 1994. So according to uh, some research, uh, the combined wealth of the top 1% 
is greater than the total wealth of all of the other human beings on this planet. Basically, eight people in this, on this globe have more money than half of the world's population. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of half the world's population. I'll throw up a little, uh, little graph there to give you an idea. Um, so the New World Order conspiracy theory, it's, it's, it's not a lie or a man-made theory with the wrong purpose. It exists with a purpose. It's to wake you up, to help you think for yourself and to educate yourself, the New World Order that is at our doors. The global conspiracy conspirators are manifesting their agenda through manipulation of emotions and fear. Fear is a radical emotion that drives humans to action or even action of no action. Fear is crippling. Fear overcomes you and cripples your emotions and your way of thinking. The elite rulers of mankind are also manifesting this agenda for causing a problem and reacting to the problem and finally solving the problem. They cause fear, then they act as saviors, it's just a convenient um, little equation. So I, I believe we need to wake up. And what do you what do you know about uh, your country and the people that are running it? You know what you've been told since you were born, what we've learned through education, and what you saw or read through the throughout the media, or as an individual, you were formed by society the one that you've lived in. It's shaped who you are. A part of it uh, has contributed to its development no matter in, in what direction the development is headed. It's, it's shaped you as you've moved forward in your life. You are not made and raised to think. The society raised you to follow you to such a course without objection and without the knowledge that you, that you can't change things. What if every single individual would develop a spark within themselves that would tell them, that would tell you, you yourself, that you can change things? This world is big, and the changes shouldn't come as words told to us by the political candidates that are running for office. This change should come from the public's awareness that is possible and a need, and people shouldn't be slaves on this planet. On the 27th of April, 1961, two and a half years before his assassination on November the 22nd, 1963, in Dallas, Texas, John F. Kennedy made this speech. Listen to what this president says about secret societies. Have a look. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day, 
It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War in short. With a wartime discipline, no democracy would ever hope or wish to match. What information was John F. Kennedy trying to convey, not only to the American people, but to this world? And what about President Dwight Eisenhower talking about the military-industrial complex? Or a senator from Hawaii talking about the shadowy governments in his videos that I played earlier. In my opinion, just going through this life and not watching how things are, are unfolding before you or around you, it just makes you an unwilling participant in someone else's story, how you should see things. You should be fully self-aware of the information that flows and then sh just sift through that bullshit, all right? Sift through it and then just come up with your own conclusions of, of what you know is to be logical and what is not. What makes sense and what does not. Intuition, right? Just use your brain. Use your head. What you know to be right, what you know to be wrong. Simple stuff, right? I could think of so many other things that, will, that would leave... But I'll just leave that for another day. I'll, I have so many more thoughts about that. Uh, I, could, I could do a whole hour just on that alone. Um, but in keeping with the, um, the uh, secret societies or the society uh, format today, uh, I'm going to move on to the World Economic Forum. So we'll, what is the World Economic Forum, you might ask? Well, the World Economic Forum, it's an international, non-governmental lobbying organization based in Cologne, Canton of Geneva, Switzerland. It was founded in January 24, 1971 by German engineer and economist Klaus Schwab. Here's a brief view of what it is. Check this out. Rich versus poor, liberal versus conservative, and the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. But somehow, out there in the fray, is a shadowy group of Wall Street bankers, an industrial transhumanist global elite, called the World Economic Forum, and they declare to have an answer for the world's problems, though it is clear that they themselves are the root of the problem itself. They claim that at the heart of the world's most severe challenges are overpopulation, climate change, and the need for a globalized central economy. Every year the Davos elite meet in Switzerland and have their big meeting, their self-congratulatory show to the world, and profess that they have a plan to radically change the world. Now, Klaus Schwab wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. And who is Klaus Schwab? And what's he all about? Well, in The Great Reset book, he literally described about the reset and taking advantage basically of the weakness in capitalism because of the COVID-19. He wrote that book. 
in 2020. There are numerous world leaders in the WEF, and here is Klaus talking about a few of them. Listen to this one. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy right. forum. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I'm here with the president, with a young global leader. But what is important for me? What are some of the things this guy wants to do to the world, worldwide? What's he want to do? Well, let's take a look. Listen to what Klaus himself is talking about genetic engineering. Watch this. One of the features of this fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your idea. Now, why would this guy want to change us, let alone our genetics? I'm just asking for a friend. You don't believe the whole genetic thing or even that it's even possible? Well, check out Klaus Schwab's number one guy. This guy's name's Dr. Noah Harari. You can look this stuff up on the Internet. It's all over the place. These guys aren't hiding nothing. It's kind of bizarre. But anyway, listen to what this guy says. Check it out. In the past... Many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough. And nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. Hackable animals? He, he talks like humans can be hacked and probably already have been hacked. It's kind of creepy when you think about it. Like, who, who talks like that? Just bizarre. Anyway, having global leaders or having rich people on this planet in charge of what is best for the masses... It's just a little scary. That's just my opinion. But people like Bill Gates, you know, saying things like the DNA COVID-19 vaccine should give us extreme control over population worldwide. What the hell is he talking about? Why does he want to control the population worldwide? Like, these are just questions that I have. It's kind of bizarre. And here's Klaus Schwab thanking Canadians 
yet again in another video. Maybe you haven't seen this one, but have a look at this one. I want to use this opportunity also to thank our Canadian constituency, which always has been a very loyal and very much engaged constituency here at the Forum. But now, I think with you, together with our constituents, Prime Minister, we can make sure that uh, in the future we strengthen the cooperation even more with your country. Now, when someone asks a question about the WEF, WEF and the Canadian House of Commons, this was the outcome. Check this clip out. I've played this in a previous podcast, but check this out. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech, I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WEF, World Economic Forum, has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know that uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the, the the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. Uh, the Honourable Member, uh, questions and comments, the Honourable Member for Lambton, Kent Middlesex. Thank you. Now I can hear that question very, very well. And from a previous video of Klaus Schwab himself, speaking about our own House members, not misinformation, this is information. This is what he said. You could hear him clearly saying it. So I don't know what that NDP representative was talking about in the House. I have no idea. But something just doesn't seem right. That just, it's it, it just, in my take on it. But you have to, or maybe not, have a different view on what just, what just, you just saw there. But the video and the audio is right there. For you to watch and listen to, you can go back and play it again if you like. Excuse me. So in closing, I'd just like to say the information I put forth to you to watch and listen will probably allow you to find out more information on your own or do your own research about the WEF. It's hard to believe that these globalists are literally talking openly about their plan and that what they're doing and how they're moving forward. A small group of people should not control the masses. They should not have control over the masses either. I have always said this, and I will say it again. People who are voted into office, they were hired by us to do a job. They work for us. We don't work for them. If at any time a politician is voted in by the people, doesn't perform their job, and they don't do it properly, and they're not doing what you think they should be doing because you voted them in for doing what they said they were going to do. It's really simple. You just vote them out. Vote them out. Hold them accountable and vote them out. This will send a message to other people representing you. Hopefully they'll hear this loud and clear. 
I believe us as a species, we need to unlearn just about everything that we have ever been taught since we were just young. Everything that we have learned has been information given to us by others. And if you are content with that, then and you're good. You'll never have to uh, look at other forms of information or ideas from uh, others' information you have always believed to be true. If you do not look into other avenues of information, there will be nothing to conflict with any stories you've already been told. If you are okay with that, then you'll never have to be able to question anything ever again. Like I said earlier, common sense goes a long, long way. Common sense and logic. You don't have to be a master researcher. Just common sense. Compare resources and get all sides to the story. Trial and error. Test the knowledge. <coughs> Excuse me. Of yourself, etc., etc. Well, that's the end of my podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. I hope you've learned a little something that you didn't know before. And I hope I've uh, taught you a little bit something that you haven't learned before. Gained a little bit of knowledge. Uh, you can find my podcast not only on YouTube, but you can also, it's available on Rumble as well. And of course, on uh, any apps, for Android and Apple. All right. Well, that's it for me. Cheers, everybody. Have yourself a great day. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.